Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Make Today Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Luther, and today we have special guest, Louis Vandervalk, with us. Vandervalk, walk. You nailed it. Vandervalk. Vandervalk, joining us, owner and founder of Blue Crocus Solutions and fellow Apex brother. And Louis, how, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Dude, absolutely, man. It's it's what we do. We love to. I want. I love to share the messages and the stories of people that I'm connected with, so that others can see that inspiration and hope, and just that little bit of light. Right. That's what we're trying to pass here. Is just that little bit of light that's going to light their fire. Which can be which can be huge, right? Yeah. Can be, it can be huge, you know, to get to latch onto that one little nugget, right? You've had you've had some awesome guests on, and, and every one of us has dropped something. So, oh, dude, absolute fire! And I expect nothing less out of this. So, Lewis, tell us more about yourself. Well, there's, uh, yeah, there's uh, currently I run a, a digital marketing agency. Um, you know, if we if we go way back, you know, grew up on a on a farm, um, and uh, really just was always expected to just carry on and, and carry on in the family business. You know, we had, we had a farm, uh, multiple acres. I think it was like 400 acres at, at one point um, and a greenhouse business as well. Um, you know, shipping plants all over uh, North America. So, you know, I did that all through school, worked, uh, you know, worked uh, when I wasn't doing school um, and, uh, and then in the summers, right? So I was kind of expected to just carry on with that. Uh, but I always felt that there was something more going on. I, I just really couldn't see myself I never had a passion for it and I couldn't see myself really stepping into that and, and excelling. Um, so, you know, I graduated high school and, and kind of, you know, assimilated into the roles that were provided for me, um, which it ended up being a lot of construction, um, a lot of uh, concrete and, and uh, construction and whatnot, because there was always some expansion going on. Um, but, uh, you know, four, four years into that, you know, I said, this is, you know, I just can't, can't see myself doing this. I want to, you know, have a family eventually um you know so so what's going on so none of my family had been to university um but my cousin went to university and he was like hey man you gotta you gotta do this right because i've been leaning toward that and, and looking at that so i ended up going um and getting a degree in mechanical engineering uh and then you know i, I worked through school as well uh with with a firm uh you know local to to where i went to school um doing basically hand controls and adaptive devices for those hand controls so that people who are paralyzed can still drive a car. Nice. It was, it was, uh, it was really rewarding work because I got to work with people, you know, amputees, um, we were 3d printing, designing and 3d printing like cups for their, their arms so that they could still steer, um, you know, a very, very custom job. So it was rewarding, but it was very much, you know, time for money. Right. Um, you know, I'd go in, you know, it, it came to a head, I guess, after, I graduated, um, I was going to work before um, our son came up or woke up uh, and, and, you know, I'd come home and, you know, he'd, he'd go to bed a, a couple hours later. So I, there was really no flexibility for family life. Um, and, and it got to the point where it's like, hey, I got to look for for something else. Right. Yeah. So started looking at uh, drop shipping was the first thing I turned to. I, I knew someone in, in university who was doing very well at it um, and uh, looked at it actually got pretty deep down into that rabbit hole of, you know, seeing if that was a good option, but I just couldn't see myself um, pushing consumerism on people, essentially. You know, I think there's lots of great dropshippers out there. I'm not bashing the, the trade, but it just didn't seem like something that was for me. Um, and so as I, you know, got looking and learning, you know, I saw, okay, hey, I can take, 
my knowledge of, of the trades industries um, and my love of entrepreneurism. And I can help these people, you know, help contractors. So I ended up, you know, starting a business uh, that I'm still running Blue Crocus Solutions, uh, doing marketing for contractors. So website design, SEO, Google ads, nice. all of that good stuff to help them, help them to grow, help them to dominate and, and, you know, ultimately help their families and all of that. So that's, that's the snapshot right there. The, the timeline, feel free to pick out any, that's any moments. Definitely the overall snapshot. So what, where did you grow up? I grew up in, uh, in Woodstock, New Brunswick. Okay. Um, so uh, about an hour from where I live now, but it's, it's New Brunswick, Canada, uh, just on the border of Maine. So if you come up the East coast from Florida, you know, come up by Maine and you know, we're right here in New Brunswick. Yeah. Dude, 95 straight up. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you say that, and I think like Canada and farming, it, it, it just, I think maple syrup, like that's the big commodity out of Canada. Right. We, what yeah, we, we did some of that. That was, uh, that was my favorite part of the spring was, was doing this. Do you have a big window for crop season? Um, it's, it's like April is when, when the fields start clearing up to through to like October. Oh, that's not horrible. You know? So, you know, really, really most of it happens between, you know, June and August, but you can still, you can still get a little bit around the edges there. Nice. So what, what, what was the main crop when you guys, when you were growing up? A lot of it was, it was animals. Uh, okay. So, so cows and pigs and, and sheep, uh, and then the pasture to support that. Nice. And then you, you grew up, you went to university. Where did you go to university at? I went to university at the university of New Brunswick, uh, in Fredericton here. Okay. And from there, family and kids, right? Family and kids. Yeah. My wife and I met, uh, in 2014. So it was a year uh, 2013. So it was a year before I went to university. Um, we got married while I was in university. Um, and our first kid was born three months after I graduated. So it was a lot. We packed a lot into those, those few years. Dude, for sure. For sure. Um, how old is the little one now? Uh, he's two and a half now. Uh, and we have, we have a one-year-old daughter and a third on the way. Two kids, business owner, how, how do you, well, family man too, uh, wife, how do, how do you find time to balance all that? It's been tricky. It's been tricky. I mean, you, you and I were chatting a, a little bit last week about the journey. Um, I, I'm learning I, the, the freedom comes from, from very strict routines and discipline. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, where, where I am now is a lot different than where I was a year ago. Um, we, we can get a little bit into, into where I was, you know, last November, um, when our, when our daughter was born, um, yeah. and, and how that affected, affected me. But now it's, you know, my wife and I, we have, we have standing, we have like four, four nights a week where we have at least an hour in the evening, uh, that we can talk. We don't uh, date nights is, is a little bit of a, you know, it, it's a relative term, I think. Um, but having that, those four nights a week where we can touch in, um, and, and that is like at least an hour of time that we can, you know, chat and catch up and whatnot when the kids aren't around, um, has been, has been absolutely crucial. Um, and then, you know, blocking time where, you know, I help her when the kid, one kid goes down for a nap, you know, I, I can help out with that, um, and whatnot, but then it's, you know, Hey, I've got to get up before the kids are up and get some, some quiet time and, and some work in. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I work after the kids are in bed as well. So it's, it's a balance of 
hey, you know, how can I fit what I need done in the week around the family? Because I take weekends almost completely off. I'm, I'm working a couple hours in the morning before everybody's up. Then it's, you know, it's full dad duty to give my wife time to, um, you know, sometimes we do things as a family, but for the most part, it's, you know, hey, give her a breather because she's been working, you know, full time and a half all week, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so that transitional period, right? From owning your business and having kids, that, that really just um, compounds. And it compounds quickly. It does. Just like anything compounding does, right? But let's let's go back to that transitional period because I know from our discussion last week that was that was one of those pain points that we had to you had to learn through and implement these systems and processes in. And yeah. I think a lot of people like they want to jump into a business, they wanna, they wanna follow the greatness that they're called for but then they don't have that structure they don't understand those systems and they don't understand how vital it is in their journey to to get those in place now yeah um, much like the i recorded a podcast today earlier about time as well and i know from my past when i wasn't managed it was chaos yeah yeah, yeah. so let's dive into that area and just share a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start like 2019, August, 2019 is when I started the business. Right. So I was still working full-time uh, as an engineer. Um, and so it was fitting it around the edges, you know, early in the morning, late in the evening, you know, a bit on weekends, you know, where I could, uh, it was just one kid at that point. So <laughs> looking back, it seems like there is nothing to do um, com compared to what's going on now. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so it was, you know, making all that happen. And then in July of 2020 uh, is when I went full time. And it was funny, there was an interesting thing that happened. You can see my income, you know, steadily going up and it got to the point where, you know, it was like, hey, I've got to go full time in this to keep growing and, you know, to keep my sanity because it was getting, getting crazy to try and keep it all in, in the after hours. Um, sure. So income, you know, is rising steadily. And then I went full time income actually dropped. Uh, for the next couple months, which is, which was really interesting because I went from having everything super structured, you know, I had, I had work I had to do and I had family I had to do, and I had, uh, you know, the work around the edges to keep clients happy. Right. And then it was like, man, I've got all day. I can do so much. This is going to be incredible. And I ended up getting nothing done, um, which was kind of a, which was kind of a shock, right. You know, it, it was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't the, the trajectory that I had pitched my wife on, you know, when I went, uh, you know, when, when she and I um, had the discussion about going full time. Right. And, it, and so that was sure. a, that was a bit of a shocker. Um, but then it came down to, you know, Hey, this is, this is really happening. This is it. So, you know, I started surrounding myself with people who were doing time management and stuff like that and, and learning and growing. Um, but where it really came to a head was in November when, when our daughter was born. Um, and, you know, I took a day off, yeah, you know, I, I, not proud to say it. I took like a day off and then I was back to having to put out fires in the business. Uh, I didn't have system, good systems in place. I was the one that was dealing with all of the issues that came up. I didn't have, you know, I, I had some team members, but they weren't, you know, they, I hadn't given them what they needed to be able to do that. And I also had to be making sales. You know, it was, it was very much a, you know, I was surviving on the monthly sales. We didn't have a good reoccurring. Um, we had reoccurring clients, but not enough where, you know, our, our profit was there and stuff. Right. 
Yeah. Um, you know, because we were getting going and 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 trying to wow people and, and build that way. So yeah, November comes, the baby comes. Um, you know, I take a day off and, and then get right back to the grind. And it just turned into like the next three months was sleepless. You know, I didn't have a lot of sleep because I was working around, you know, the, the new baby and, and getting up in the night and, and whatnot. Um, and so a lot of things came to head and a lot of stuff that I'd never dealt with. You know, I, I've always been a procrastinator um, and kind of taken pride in the fact that, you know, hey, if there's a fire to put out, I'm your guy. I'll come in as a hero and I'll save the day and I'll make everybody happy. And I took pride in that identity. You know, I, when I worked uh, on the farm, you know, for a stint there, I did a, um, you know, I, there was some production work that I did. There was this, and I always took pride in, hey, Lewis can come in at the last minute in that super fast paced environment. He'll save the day. Everybody's excited. And I leaned into that, right? Um, yep. and, and through university, you know, there was my last, my last year, like my senior year of high school, we had uh, some essays done. And for, for whatever reason, I was able to get them all pushed till the end of the year. Um, and I don't remember how I got that to, to work out, but I did all my essays for the entire year in the last week. Ouch. But it just made it happen. And so I was like, see, I can do it. I can do this. Right. And, and so you just, you just uh, don't do anything right until, until the last buzzer. And so that carried over into, it was starting to carry over into business. Um, and, and, you know, I had, I have very good intentions and I, and I had um, good intentions. I didn't want to rip anybody off. Um, I didn't want to, to not provide them with a good service, but the, that core underlying aspect of, Hey, you know, I'm not going to do it until the last minute that I'm making fires for myself because I felt useful um, and, you know, I didn't have the dedication and the motivation, not motivation, the, the dedication and the discipline to do the things I needed to do when they were on my schedule. It was like, oh, I've still got a week. You know, I can handle that in the last hour, you know, before a client needs it. Right. Yes. So all of that started piling up and, and, you know, the stress levels were higher, uh, getting higher and building the lack of, you know, the sleep levels were, were decreasing. Oh, um, sure. and, and all of this, this came to a head and, and basically I broke. Um, to the point that, you know, Alyssa and I were chatting, you know, long into the night, she's got a, a psychology and social work background. And she, you know, she knows me better than anyone um, that knows me. And so she was helping me a lot to work through through stuff. Um, it, it came out that, you know, I, I ultimately hated myself, hated everything about myself. You know, she she asked me at one point, you know, do you do you love yourself? Or have you ever stopped to just say, hey, you know, I love Lewis? And I was like, No, heck no. Like everything, everything that I do in life, there's always a, I could have done better. There's always some regret around it. Um, you know, and that came as, as a result of a lot of the stories that I was told my parents were raised that same way, you know? And so that, that trickled down. There was always, there was never affirmations. It was, it was all criticism or constructive criticism, but there was always something better. It's always constructive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so there was always something better that I could do. And, and, you know, at one point she asked, you know, Hey, if you could talk to Everett, the way that your dad talked to you, like, how would that make you feel? And that broke me. Cause it was like, Whoa, like this is, I can't imagine, you know, this as a father to my son. Um, and I just bawled, I bawled like for, for 15 minutes. I couldn't, it just like something snapped inside me. And I was like, wow. You know, I really need to get some help to sort through this. I'm getting emotional thinking back to, 
back to that moment because it was it was such a powerful moment and conversations went from there you know eventually um, Melissa said hey you know I think you need to get some help you need to, you need to talk to someone for sure. um, and I didn't know where to turn you know and, and I said that I said well I'd like I, I don't want to just see a therapist you know and and I was raised kind of with that being a you know a negative connotation right yeah um, but I knew I needed to, to find a certain type of person um, to help me sort through this you know, so the wheels started turning, you know, she, she just, she wasn't able to raise three kids. <laughs> she had our son and our daughter and she couldn't be raising me as well. Um, and helping me with my inner child, you know, cause she had, she was getting little sleep, you know, she had limited emotional, um, ability. Um, so yeah, so I started looking, um, met with a, a few guys here locally and then, and then just by, you know, obviously, you know, I, I believe in, in, uh, you know, the universe and, and God and, and all that lining up, you know, I put out a cry, I, I had asked, you know, God, I'd said, you know, I need help. I need help to sort through this. Um, and I saw a story, one of my friends posted a book called uh, Prison of Your Own by Sean Crane, you know, I said, Hey, that looks interesting What's what's going on. And, and basically, the tagline is unlock your true potential or something like that. I said, Hey, you know, how is it? And he's like, it's awesome. I'm, I'm being coached by this guy. I'm just reading the book. And so, I, you know, I, we had a little bit of a conversation. I ordered the book like literally five minutes after we hung up the phone. It came like two days later. I read it over the weekend and then reached out to this guy, Sean Crane, and said, you know, hey, I'd, I'd love to chat. I love your book. You know, there are moments in there that really, really resonated with my story um, and, and the way that he had worked through it um, and ended up hiring him as, as a coach. So worked with him through April, you know, from April through uh, the end of August. Um, and, and it was very transformative. It was, you know, basically a process of going back, processing my stories, processing, why do I procrastinate? Why do I leave things to the last minute? You know, why do I, why do I hate everything about myself? You know, why do I, you know, writing those, writing letters to my parents that I never sent them, some really vindictive letters to, to process that. And, and mom and I have talked since then, you know, about, about it. And, and it's been a very healing journey and there's still more to come, but ultimately, you know, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the work that I've put in and I love Lewis. And that moment that I could say that was the most incredible, the most incredible thing. And, and it's like, you know, looking back at the year, no, my business isn't exactly where I wanted it to be of December of last year when I was putting my, my goals together, but I had no clue what was going on. I was just putting numbers in the sky and then I would sabotage everything. Dude, that journey is one I'm, I, I, I vibe, dude. I, I went through similar journey, um, just throwing it all, self-sabotaging everything. So yeah. dude, that's, that's tough. That stuff and writing those letters, like you touched on a couple of key points, the, the letters to your parents that were unsent, you know, I had, I had heard that from somebody else and I ended up sharing it with another guy uh, who I'm close to, who was going through his own issues within his, uh, mainly within his marriage, but it tied into something deeper. And I was like, dude, you need to, you need to write those letters and it's not for them. It's for you. Yeah. You know, it's all about the lessons that we learn from the experiences that we had, because until you process those lessons, you're not going to be able to release them and move forward. It's yeah. still going to be there. You know, for me, it was Pandora's box. Pandora's box just went poof and everything came at once. Dude, you want to talk about not knowing? 
that was the scariest moment of my life is not knowing what to do about all that. So dude, I, I, I get it. I yeah. With yeah. Yeah. And the, and the letters too. Yeah. I mean, it took me, I realized I had, I numbed a lot, you know, I numbed on one of my procrastination methods was, you know, to go on YouTube, I get off a hard client call or, you know, realized I had to deal with something. I'd go on YouTube and end up, you know, spending an hour or more on there. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm, I'm here in my office. I'm, there's a computer. It's, you know, Hey, I'll just, you know, I'll just take a break. Um, but, but sorting through that and then opening up memories that I'd completely lost as I was writing these letters and then, and then telling them, you know, I never gave them the letters, but it was for me, as you said, it wasn't, I didn't need to, you know, I, I've told them, Hey, you know, you guys hurt me a lot and we've processed through that. Um, but it was for me to say, you know, Hey, I had, I felt this in that moment. I was hurt. I didn't let myself be hurt because I didn't even know that was something I could do. Um, but, but to go through that. And then, you know, now to stand and, and look back, you know, at, at the, the process and the progress, it's incredible. And I'm so grateful that it happened. Dude, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm, I'm proud of myself. And to, and to say that it, like a year ago would have, like, that wasn't something in my vocabulary, but now it's like, man, I, I'm proud of the work that I put in and so grateful that I've, I've done the work, you know, and continue to do the work. Dude, absolutely. And, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. Absolutely not. Right. There's now, now I, I do have a small caveat here because there's two types of pride. There's a joyous pride that lives inside of us when we're doing the good work, right? When we're working on what we're called to be. And then you have that arrogance pride that, that just I'm better than everybody. Like there's a difference. That's, that's a shell though. I've, I've grown to realize, I think, I think that's a shell oh, where you're sure. hiding, hiding from stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. You got to put on that, that, that mask. Yeah. So the world doesn't see in. And, and yeah. that's what I had to learn. I was told I couldn't be proud. No, I can be proud. I just can't be big headed and arrogant about it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's I, more I, of a, it's a quiet power that just exudes. We get through that journey and what, how has Blue Crocus allowed you to grow over this last year? It's, it suffocated me at the beginning of the year, um, you know, and it, it brought to head everything that was, you know, that, that was undealt with. Mm -hmm. um, and now, you know, dealing with a lot of the Basically, over the summer, you know, we I, I worked with uh, my business partner. We started a local business. Um, so the Blue Crocus kind of, you know, we we stayed where we were. You know, kept our clients. You know, um, kept serving them and whatnot. Stayed where we were, and then you know, August or something. I believe it was like end of July, August. I said, okay, now I'm ready to start growing Blue Crocus again. I have vision. I have clarity on who I am, um, and I'm and I'm ready to you know, carry forward. And I, I joined Apex beginning of September. Um, I've been looking, like I've been following Mike Claudio since May of 2020, I think. Um, okay. it, it may, may be a little bit later, but I've been following him. I've had, had him on my podcast a couple of times. I've seen, you know, Chris uh, Whitehead, Brian McKittrick, Drewby, you know, Ryan Steuben, obviously I've, I've read their books. Um, and I knew that's what I needed, but inside I knew that if I joined Apex, joined the program, I would buy it and not do anything about it because that's, that's who, that's who I was. I had so many, I, I am a chronic program buyer. I, I was, 
because I, I wanted the, you know, I read books to, to find that fix that would do the work for me, not, not me have to do the work. So I said, gotcha. you know, you know, in a, in a rare moment of honesty, it was, you know, with myself, it was, Hey, if I, if I get into apex, I'm going to feel really good for a bit. And I know I'm not going to put in the work because I don't have the foundation to build on personally. So come September, you know, I said, okay, I think it's time. I, I know that I can, I'm ready for that, you know, catalyst. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm ready to put in the work. So I joined Apex, I believe it's like 94 days ago now, because I've been steadily doing the G code since then. Um, and, and uh, joined Apex and started putting the work, started connecting with people. I mean, that's how we got connected. Yeah, for sure. Um, have connected with Sam, uh, Sam Cahayas and, and Marlon Lockyer, and they're nice. basically mentoring our agency. And it's like mind blowing what, what the stuff that, that we're, we're doing. I mean, I wasn't a system oriented person. I wasn't a detail oriented person. I mean, my mantra when I started business was imperfect action beats perfect inaction. I still think that's relevant, but you also have to have the systems and the details to, to back that up once you, once you get going and take the action. So they're helping us put those systems in place so that we can serve our clients better, be less stressed, spend more time with the family, take on more clients and make more of a difference in the world. But ultimately, you know, have have a, a system that just works better for everybody who's involved. Nice, yeah, dude. Sam and Marlon are an amazing resource. I know I've connected with them uh, yeah. here and there, dude, and just mind blowing some of the stuff that they can implement and whatnot to help that business grow. So all this growth, you're implementing the systems and the processes. Where do you see life going for you? Like, what's what's on your five year plan? Five-year plan is to have, well, my, my ultimate five-year plan is to, to give a million dollars to charity. Okay. And that, that has been my goal for a couple of years with Blue Crocus. So building a business that can support that, obviously, I'm not going to take a million dollars in revenue and just put it to charity. It's got, it's got to be a sustainable thing. Yeah. So building a, a business that can do that, um, a business that allows me to work set hours and then have systems in place for you know the rare hiccups that come up to to be handled but really I'm, I'm building the business so that i can be um you know be a father and be a husband right that was my intention it got away from me last year and, and it was it was a good reality check to you know hey i can live you know yes i've got to grind sometimes but i, I have to live as a father now mm -hmm. um because the kids are growing up and they're not uh, they're not getting any younger right um so so building a business around that i think there's a couple uh local businesses will probably start as well you know the the services we do lead generation websites all that tie really well into it um okay. so that that's the five-year plan ultimately is build a business that can run so that i don't have to be you know critically involved you know with the systems and whatnot so that i can keep you know building and, and leaving an impact uh while the work gets done for clients Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the big things, like that's the end goal for a lot of us as entrepreneurs. And we don't, we don't necessarily realize it as such, but we're looking for that opportunity to be able to buy our time back. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can't spend physical money on our time, but we can pay for the services to get done, whether it's employees or staff or, you know, somebody, I mean, even as far as like taking an Uber to work so you could get extra calls in or focus on that time, right? Yeah. We all are looking for that opportunity so that we can spend more time with our family and our kids and whatnot. Dude, my, my little man, he won't let go of me. 
like take him to school and I have to fight him off. Like tomorrow I promised him that he's not going to school. He's going to come to work with me. And I'm like, we're basically going to sit at the coffee shop all day. I love it. <laughs> so he don't know what's coming. He thinks it's going to be all fun and games. I don't know what he thinks, but that's, you know, it's what we do. So Lewis, where does, where does everybody, this is time to plug yourself up. Where does everybody connect with you? Where does everybody connect with Blue Crocus and what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, bluecrocus.ca, we're, we're in Canada. Um, so .ca uh, is, is the, the best way to kind of see what, what we're up to. We've, we're on YouTube, um, on Facebook as, as Blue Crocus Solutions. Um, Lewis Vanderbalk on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on all those channels. I, I pop into all of them regularly. Facebook is the one I'm most uh, prevalent on and, and hang out the most on. But uh, yeah, get in touch with me on any one of those platforms and I'll give you the links to drop in the description as well. Awesome, dude. I got, I got one more question for you here that I should have thrown in there. What, what is the charitable cause that you're pushing for? The charitable cause is homeless, homelessness. Okay. Um, it's something that has always just resonated with me. Um, you know, whenever, whenever I see someone uh, outside the, the grocery store, I always buy a sandwich when I'm inside and, and give it to them. Um, but it's something that I think there's a solution, you know, and, and my wife going through social work, they, they explored a few options when she was going to school. Um, I'm connected with a few people here locally who are working on some things, but I think there's a solution and I want to put that money toward one of those, one or several of those solutions. Okay. I don't think I'm just going to give it to, you know, a community center. I think I'm going to give it to an initiative of some sort uh, to help out with that, whether it's something that I spearhead or, you know, help someone who's already put in the legwork on that, but it's a pretty, pretty sure that it's going to go toward the homeless uh, situation. Beautiful. So you said, um, you're looking for an initiative. Do you have an idea on this already? I do have a couple. There's, uh, yeah, I have a couple, um, you know, that, that I've been following and, and chatting with them. One, uh, one fellow here, he's building super affordable, uh, homes. They're just little, little shelters, but they have heat lights are super well insulated. You can basically light them, you know, heat them with a candle, um, you know, in the dead of winter. Um, and it's just a small shelter, but it, it heck of a lot better than a tent. Right. Um, so that's something he's building a hundred of them this year. Um, so he's kind of doing a pilot project with that. Um, so I'm keeping close eye on that and how it plans out, but, but something like that is, is where, Currently where I see it going, you know, the overarching thing is something to do with homeless people and people who are less fortunate because, you know, a lot of us look at them, you know, I grew up looking at them as bums, you know, because that was how I was, uh, you know, raised, but yeah, a lot of people, you know, it takes one, one little, one little thing and it can set off the, the domino effect. I mean, I've seen some, some scary situations as a business owner. Um, there's, there's some things that are just out of our control. Um, and so I want to help out those people. Dude, it's beautiful. Now, do you have anything set up for fundraising? Not currently. So you're the second person that's asked me that. So it's something uh, I think Q1 or Q2 of next year, I'm going to get pretty serious into that as we start putting uh, money aside, because I think there's something where we could even match uh, and, and make the money go further um, or fundraise to, to some degree that would make it, would just make a bigger impact than just us working on it. So I tell you what, when you when you get that set up, we're going to update the episode details here and share that information with our family. 
so that they it, can friend. help support the cause because that is something that is a major problem. I mean, I'm here in South Florida. Um, we got homelessness. I mean, dude, I go through a parking lot and you, you don't see, but at minimum four or five cars every night and it's yeah. people sleeping in their cars and whatnot because they, yeah. they got nowhere to go. And just that little bit of security can change the outcome of somebody. Right. And I, I know what joining Apex, right? I mean, that's an investment that I made, but how much that has helped take me out of the mindset that I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Imagine what putting somebody in a shelter, like a safe spot, giving them that roof over that proverbial roof, you know, the size is dependent, but it's somewhere better than being in the woods. Yeah. under a tarp hanging from trees because right. i've had to deal with i've had to deal with sorting through a lot of the mental stuff um and that's with you know I, i'm comfortable I, i've got a warm place to sleep at night yeah you know so it's pretty hard to sort through that if you're just working on surviving so something yeah. something to give people a hand you know uh yes there's some people who take advantage of it i don't care if there's one person that's helped by it that's what matters to me that's it that's what we do it for man we we're, we're here to impact that one person yeah. And if we impact more, great. But it's always about that one. Exactly. Lewis, I, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It was a great message and a great conversation with you. And as soon as you get that fundraiser going, dude, we are all on board with you. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate I appreciate what you're doing here. I'm definitely, definitely honored to to come on and share my story, you know, as I've gotten more comfortable to talk about it. Um, and if, if anybody wants to reach out to chat about, you know, stuff that you're dealing with, reach out. I, I am an open, open door um, and an open book to, to share my struggles as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And guys, I, I'm going to reiterate on that. It, it, this goes back to that, that proud moment that we had earlier talking about that pride. Just take off the mask and let somebody in because that is gonna change the direction that you're going, 110%. Definitely agree. Thank you for your time. It was an awesome conversation. And guys, we choose how we're gonna go about our day. I choose to make it awesome. And I believe Lewis does too. So thank you guys. 100% brother. Have an awesome day and we'll talk to you next time.